in the heart of a world long past, where myths and music intertwined, there lies a tale, both hauntingly beautiful and profoundly resonant. Tonight, we travel to the sun-drenched landscapes of ancient Greece, where the whispering olive trees and the shimmering seas bore witness to a love that defied even death itself. The story of Orpheus and Eurydice is not just one of love, but also of the transformative power of loss, of the lengths one might go for the one they cherish. It is said that every story has layers, woven with threads of lessons, emotions, and timeless truths. Tonight's tale, one of love's undying flame and the shadows cast by its light, invites us to reflect, to dream, and to feel. Before we tuck you in tonight, voyagers of the night sky, we have a small but crucial request. As your eyelids grow heavy and the soothing tones of sleepy voyagers guide you to the realm of dreams, remember the peace, serenity, and comfort that we bring to you every night. Just as a lighthouse guides lost ships in the darkness, your reviews help other restless dreamers find their way to us. By leaving a review and sharing your thoughts on your experience, you are reaching out to other insomniacs lost in the night, guiding them towards restful sleep. Take a moment before you drift away to click on the Leave a Review button on your podcast app. Help us extend our galaxy of tranquility to all those who seek the solace of sound sleep. And once you've done that, feel free to slip back under the covers of our sleep stories, ready to be whisked away on another sleepy voyage. Remember, your stars light the way for others. Every review, every rating helps us create a bigger, more beautiful universe of peace and rest. Together, let's unravel the melodies and the mysteries of this poignant Grecian legend. Imagine, if you will, the sun-drenched plains and valleys of ancient Greece. The horizon stretches out, revealing rolling hills painted in hues of golden yellows and deep greens. Olive groves, their leaves shimmering silver in the sunlight, stretch for miles, their roots deep in the nourishing Grecian soil. Above, the sky is an endless expanse of azure, occasionally painted with wisps of white clouds, like the strokes of an artist's brush against a canvas of blue. This vast firmament, untouched by the passage of time, watches over the land below, witnessing tales of gods and mortals alike. To the west, the turquoise embrace of the Ionian Sea kisses the sandy shores bringing with it the salty scent of freedom and adventure. Each wave, gentle and rhythmic, carries stories from distant lands and whispers secrets to the attentive ears of the shoreline. Inland, grand mountains rise majestically. They are the sentinels of this ancient landscape, their peaks often hidden by the caress of mist, providing a gateway to the abode of the gods. The mountains cradle valleys where streams with crystal-clear waters meander, quenching the thirst of the land and its inhabitants. 
Flowers of every imaginable shade dot the meadows, creating a mosaic of colors. These petals dance gracefully to the melodies of the gentle winds, which carry fragrances that are a blend of earth, blossom, and the distinct aroma of aged wine from nearby vineyards. Every element of this landscape, from the sprawling olive groves to the silent mountains, plays a role in the grand tapestry of life. It's a place where nature and myth intertwine, where every stone and stream has a story, a memory. It is in this enchanting setting that our tale unfolds. A tale of love so profound that it defies the boundaries of life and death. In the heart of ancient Greece, the town square stood as a vibrant hub of life and connection. Imagine it, the bustling focal point of a close-knit community, bordered by elegant white marbled structures reflecting the sun's brilliance. Each stone and pillar, shaped by expert hands, tells tales of generations gone by. The square buzzes with the harmonious cacophony of life. Market stalls are adorned with colorful fabrics from distant lands, succulent fruits glistening with morning dew, and handcrafted trinkets that reveal the intricate artistry of the local craftsmen. A subtle aroma fills the air, a blend of fresh baked bread from nearby ovens, olive oil being pressed, and the sweet scent of honeyed pastries. It is intoxicating, drawing travelers and locals alike into its welcoming embrace. Children dart between the stalls in spirited games, their laughter a buoyant melody. On one corner, elders share tales of yore, their voices rich with experience. While on another, young men and women discuss philosophy and the questions of existence, proving that even in antiquity, the quest for knowledge was unyielding. The town square is more than just a place of commerce. It's a theater of life, where emotions play out unabated. Here, love stories bloom like the radiant flowers of spring. Friendships are forged in the furnace of shared experiences, and sometimes heartbreaks find their mournful song. At dusk, as the sun casts golden hues on the horizon, bards and poets gather, their voices and instruments weaving stories and melodies that resonate with the very soul of Greece. This town square with its myriad sounds, sights and scents stands as a testament to the pulsating heart of ancient Greece, a place where every stone and echo carries the weight of countless stories of dreams dreamt and destinies shaped. In the rolling green hills and quaint villages of ancient Greece, among the poets, philosophers and heroes, one figure stood uniquely apart. Orpheus. With golden hair that gleamed under the Mediterranean sun, he was not just another mortal. His countenance bore the softness of divine ancestry, for he was believed to be the son of Apollo, the god of music, and the muse Calliope, the protector of poetic expression. While many wielded swords and bows, Orpheus's choice of weapon was his lyre, crafted for him by none other than Apollo. But it wasn't the craftsmanship of the lyre that held magic, it was the fingers that strummed its strings. 
Every note emanating from this instrument had the power to stir the deepest emotions, evoking tears of sorrow or smiles of joy. Nature itself seemed to bow to Orpheus's music. It is said that with the mellifluous melodies he played, rivers would alter their courses, trees would lean closer, and even the fiercest of wild beasts would lay down placidly at his feet, lulled into a gentle stupor. Birds would halt their songs, for even their sweetest chirps paled in comparison. Beyond the natural world, his music penetrated the very fabric of human emotion. When Orpheus sang of love, couples felt the strings of their hearts pulled tighter. When he sang of sorrow, tears flowed even from the eyes that rarely wept. Orpheus's gift was not just in playing or singing, it was in understanding the soul of music. He recognized the rhythms of the world around him, from the soft rustling of the leaves to the heartbeats of lovers, and he echoed these rhythms, these emotions, through his lyre. In a world brimming with myths and legends, with heroes slaying monsters and gods descending to the mortal realm, Orpheus carved a niche for himself, not with grand battles or feats of strength, but with the profound power of artistry, capturing the essence of life and emotion in his songs. But as with all stories, music too has its crescendos and decrescendos. For Orpheus, a crescendo of love was on the horizon, one that would intertwine his fate with the beautiful Eurydice, setting the stage for a tale of unparalleled passion. In the tapestry of ancient Greece, where myths and melodies intertwined, Orpheus emerged as an enigma whose tunes defied nature itself. Orpheus's fame wasn't mere talk of towns. It was the talk of forests, mountains and seas. Nature itself was his audience. Wild beasts, often seen as the epitome of untamed spirit, would lay still, their roars replaced by rapt attention. Birds in mid-flight would descend, creating an avian orchestra accompanying him, their chirps in harmony with his chords. Beyond the natural world, his music had the power to touch souls, both mortal and divine. Mortals, no matter their woes or joys, would find solace or celebration in his harmonies. Orpheus didn't just play, he communicated. His tunes held stories, emotions, and the very essence of life. In a world where gods frequently interacted with men, even divinities were not immune to Orpheus's charm. Many a time the skies seemed clearer, the Olympus quieter, as if the gods themselves paused to listen. People from distant lands, beyond the olive groves and marble temples of Greece, would journey for days on end guided by tales of a musician who could make the cosmos dance. Kings and queens would send envoys bearing gold and jewels, with hopes of having Orpheus play in their courts. But for Orpheus, it wasn't the material gifts that mattered. Instead, it was the act of sharing, the unspoken bond created with every note, connecting him to the world. This wasn't just fame, it was reverence. Orpheus's influence was monumental, not because of any conquests or crowns, 
but because he had achieved what many deem impossible. Unity through music, healing through harmonies, and understanding through melodies. The legacy he wove was not of mere tunes, but of timeless emotions captured in song, forever echoing through the ages. In the picturesque groves of ancient Thrace, the scent of blooming flowers filled the air, a natural symphony of chirping birds, rustling leaves, and distant flowing water setting a gentle rhythm. It was here, in nature's very own concert hall, that destiny wove its intricate design. Orpheus, the golden-haired musician, had an aura that radiated peace and harmony. On this particular day, the music was particularly haunting, carrying with it the whispers of longing, perhaps a tune from a dream he had, or maybe an intuition of what was to come. As his fingers danced gracefully over the strings, casting a melodious enchantment, the world around him was drawn towards the epicenter of the sound. Eurydice, with her raven black hair cascading down like a waterfall and eyes as mysterious as the night, was out that day collecting flowers. She was not unfamiliar with music, for Thrace had its fair share of minstrels and bards. But this sound, this melody, was different. It seemed to speak directly to her, pulling her towards its source. Drawn by the enchanting tunes, she found herself moving closer to the musician, each step an act of involuntary enchantment. When she reached the clearing and her gaze met Orpheus's, it was as if the universe itself had paused. No words were spoken, none were needed. Their souls, in that fleeting moment, seemed to have known each other for eternity. The world faded around them. It was not about the observers or the gentle sway of the trees, nor the curious animals that had gathered. It was about two souls meeting, bound by the silken threads of fate and music. This moment was neither the beginning nor the end. It was a timeless instance where two paths converged, setting forth a series of events that would echo in the annals of myths and legends. It was love at first sight, yes, but it was more profound than that. It was a reminder that in the vast universe, amidst countless stars and endless paths, there are moments, rare and beautiful, where souls find their match bound by an emotion so powerful that even the gods would take notice. Orpheus and Eurydice found themselves drawn to each other with an almost magnetic pull. Their love, it seemed, was written in the constellations, waiting to be realized on Earth. From the moment their eyes locked, it was as if two separated souls had finally reunited. Eurydice, with her deep, mysterious eyes, seemed to drink in the world with an insatiable curiosity, every gaze echoing tales of wonder and introspection. Orpheus, the renowned musician, found in her a muse unlike any other, a source of inspiration that transcended mere attraction. Together, they danced through meadows adorned with wildflowers, their laughter mingling with the melodic chirrups of cicadas, their hands fit together, not out of necessity, 
but of a profound understanding, a silent acknowledgement that they belonged. When evening draped its velvety cloak over the world, Orpheus would serenade Eurydice with melodies that seemed to originate from the very core of the universe. The notes, tender and profound, would weave stories of love that transcended time, of promises that defied even death. With every strum of his lyre, he articulated emotions that words often fell short of. Eurydice, in turn, showered Orpheus with a devotion that was unwavering. She was his anchor, the calm harbor amidst the raging seas of life. They spoke of dreams, of futures intertwined, and of a love that would light up even the darkest corners of existence. The beauty of their love wasn't in its grand gestures, but in the minute details. The way Eurydice's fingers would trace patterns on Orpheus's palm as they sat under the sprawling canopy of stars. Or how Orpheus would compose lullabies, ensuring that the last thing Eurydice heard before drifting into sleep was a melody encapsulating his love for her. It was a bond that seemed invincible, an emblem of what true love could achieve. Orpheus and Eurydice, bound by this ethereal force, found solace in each other's presence. Their love was the kind sung about in songs, written about in scroll, and spoken of in hushed tones by moonlit fires. Yet love, no matter how fierce, isn't immune to the cruel whims of fate. And fate, as it happened, brought Aristeus into Eurydice's life. Aristeus, a shepherd, was known for his rugged charm and persistent nature. Drawn to Eurydice's ethereal beauty, he felt an overwhelming desire to claim her as his own. One can only speculate on the myriad of emotions churning within him. Perhaps it was genuine attraction, maybe fleeting obsession, or even the thrill of pursuing someone unattainable. But the result of his desire set into motion a chain of events that would resonate through the annals of time. On one fateful day, as the sun cast long shadows, hinting at the twilight, Eurydice found herself wandering the meadows, the soft grass under her feet, the gentle chirp of cicadas, and the caress of the cool breeze should have offered a moment of solace. But instead, it became a canvas for Aristeus's pursuit. Captivated by her and driven by his unyielding want, he made his intentions clear. Eurydice, sensing the impending danger and driven by fear, fled, seeking refuge, safety, and the comforting embrace of her love, Orpheus. Yet escape wasn't to be hers. In her frantic bid to elude Aristeus, she stepped upon a lurking snake. The world seemed to stop as the serpent's venomous fangs sank into her delicate foot. The meadow's beauty faded into an ominous blur, and the whispers of the wind turned to distant echoes as darkness began to creep over Eurydice's vision. Her skin, once flushed with the hues of life, turned pallid. Her laughter, which had just moments ago echoed in the meadow, was now replaced by a haunting silence. The creatures of the forest, sensing the magnitude of this moment, stood still, their melodies silenced, and their movements paused. The meadow itself seemed to mourn, 
with flowers drooping and winds whispering tales of sorrow. Orpheus's world, unbeknownst to him at that very second, was about to be shrouded in profound darkness. The love that had blossomed between him and Eurydice, a love that had painted their world with shades of joy and passion, was now threatened by the chilling grasp of the underworld. The serpent's bite wasn't merely an act of nature, it was the manifestation of life's unpredictable turns, of the fragility of happiness, and of the looming shadow that often trails the brightest of lights. It reminds us that love, in all its beauty, is also woven with threads of vulnerability and unpredictability. In a world where the echoing laughter and joy of yesterday's love now felt like distant memories, Orpheus, with a heart weighed down by sorrow, made the weighty decision that most would deem impossible, to venture into the underworld. In the realm of mortals, the underworld was not merely a tale told to mischievous children or discussed in hushed whispers by the fireside. It was the very boundary between life and what lay beyond. An enigmatic realm, its gateways were guarded fiercely, allowing the souls to enter but never to depart. But the depth of Orpheus's grief surpassed the forewarnings and fears tied to this dark realm. His very soul cried out for his lost love, and every fiber of his being yearned to be reunited with Eurydice. The pathway to the underworld was not for the faint of heart. It was said to be filled with shadows, a melancholic reflection of the world above. Where once the golden rays of the sun would touch his face, here only the dim glow of ethereal lights prevailed. The murmurs of lost souls, forever trapped in this realm, whispered tales of longing and unfulfilled desires. But love, in its purest form, holds a power unlike any other. It can transform the meekest of souls into warriors, compelling them to face insurmountable odds. Orpheus, driven by this force, remained undeterred. His resolve was as firm as the mountains that once echoed his melodies. The power of his determination was palpable, as if even the spirits of the underworld sensed the magnitude of his mission. For Orpheus, this was not just a descent into the land of the departed. It was a journey into the very depths of his soul, where love and despair intertwine. His hope of seeing Eurydice's face once more propelled him forward, guiding him through the labyrinth of lost souls and past the wails of heartbroken spirits. In this landscape of shadows, it was his unwavering love for Eurydice that shone the brightest, leading him ever closer to the throne of Hades. Every step he took was a testament to the length a heart in love would go, not just to recapture moments of happiness, but to confront the deepest fears and to challenge even the most immutable laws of life and death. Here, where no mortal man was meant to tread, he defied the very nature of life and death. The ancient paths were shrouded in darkness, illuminated only by the soft glow of the spirits that lingered there. Wisps of silvery mist floated past him, and distant wails echoed off unseen cavern walls. However, despite the suffocating heaviness of the realm, 
Orpheus pressed on with unmatched determination. This wasn't merely a perilous trek into the abyss, but a testament to the lengths a heart in agony would travel for love. His fingers graced the strings of his lyre. The initial notes were gentle, akin to a soft whisper amidst the silence, gradually building into a melody of profound melancholy. This wasn't the music of jubilation or celebration. It was the raw, emotive cadence of his very soul, pouring its anguish into every pluck and strum. As Orpheus played, a unique phenomenon began to unfold. The cries of tormented soul grew still, replaced by a tranquil hush. Shadows, which once loomed with menace, now appeared to dance and sway with the rhythm of his tunes. Even the relentless Furies, infamous for their cruelty, paused their wrathful pursuits, drawn by the ethereal allure of the melody. It was said that Cerberus, the fierce three-headed guardian of the underworld, known to deter even the bravest of souls, was lulled into a serene slumber. His formidable growls subdued by Orpheus's harmonies. Rivers that had once flowed with urgency now seemed to move in languid grace, as if trying to match the cadence of his song. Each note played by Orpheus acted as a plea, a call, a beckon. With his music, he wasn't merely navigating the dark maze of Hades' domain. He was conversing with it, urging it to understand his pain and purpose. The very fabric of the underworld, typically indifferent and immutable, was now resonating with the grief and passion of a mortal heart. The music's power was evident, yet it was not just about technical mastery. This was a reflection of raw human emotion, the pain of loss, the yearning for reunion, and the indomitable spirit of love. His melodies echoed the sentiments many have felt, but few could articulate, making his journey not just a personal quest, but a universal tale of love's undying persistence against all odds. The underworld, often known as the land of the departed or Hades, is an enigmatic realm shrouded in shadows and enfolded in the fabric of time. This is a place where the line between the living and the dead blurs, a place where time seems to stand still. Envision vast expanses, dark as the night without stars, with hazy horizons that seem to stretch into eternity. Here, the rivers have unique significance. There's the Styx, a boundary between Earth and the underworld, where Karen, the boatman, ferries souls across, demanding his due, a coin placed in the mouth of the departed. Further into the depths, there's the Lethe, the river of forgetfulness, where souls drink to forget their past lives. Whispering winds carry echoes, not of words, but of memories and dreams long past. Ethereal lights flit in the distance, perhaps the lost souls or spirits that have tales of their own. Cerulean flames occasionally dance, providing the only source of light in the pitch-black darkness. These aren't fires that burn, they are remnants of life, shimmering memories that refuse to fade away. At the heart of this vast, nebulous realm stands Hades' majestic palace. Pillars made of obsidian stand tall, guarding the throne room. The air here feels denser, 
charged with an ancient power. While the underworld might appear desolate and void of life, it thrums with an energy, an ineffable presence that reminds every soul of the cyclical nature of existence. It's not a place of punishment or reward, but one of reflection, of eternal patience, and of truths too profound for the living to fully grasp. A realm that houses the culmination of life's journeys, the final stop in the narrative of every soul, awaiting new beginnings. In this eerie, haunting, yet profoundly mesmerizing domain, Orpheus, driven by love and desperation, would make his stand, pleading for the return of his beloved Eurydice. The underworld, a vast realm of shadows and ethereal whispers, bore an atmosphere heavy with emotion. It was not just a place of darkness, but of profound stillness, a domain where time seemed to have no rule and memories flowed freely like rivers of the past. Here, upon an imposing throne carved from onyx and decorated with gleaming gemstones that seemed to capture and reflect the scarce light available, sat Hades, the lord of the underworld. Beside him, the ethereal Persephone, her beauty unparalleled, with an expression that was a blend of compassion and stern resolution. Their presence commanded respect, and their gaze held an eternity of stories from countless souls that sought their sanctuary. Orpheus, with determined steps, approached the majestic pair. He stood with an aura of desperate hope, his golden lyre held close to his heart. With a voice resonating with the weight of his love and pain, he pleaded with the god and goddess for Eurydice's return. He sang of their shared moments, of dances beneath olive trees, and whispered promises during starlit nights. Every note from his lyre painted vibrant memories of Eurydice's laughter, the way her eyes sparkled in the morning sun, and the softness of her voice as they spoke of their dreams. It was a melody that transcended time, a song that was not just heard, but felt. The spirits of the underworld, so used to the echoing stillness, were moved by the raw emotion that Orpheus poured into his tune. Chains of sorrow, regret, and memories were woven into every chord, binding listeners in a spell of empathy. And then a hushed silence enveloped the vast hall as the last notes faded away. Hades, known for his stoic demeanor, exchanged glances with Persephone. The weight of Orpheus's grief, his undying love, was palpable in the cold, still air. Persephone, her heart moved, leaned into her husband, whispering words lost in the ambient whispers of the underworld. After a moment that seemed to stretch for an eternity, Hades, his voice deep and measured, gave Orpheus a glimmer of hope, granting him a chance to reclaim his love with a condition, a test of faith. With the weight of Hades' stern condition upon him, Orpheus began the daunting ascent from the depths of the underworld, leading his beloved Eurydice back towards the light of the living world. This task was far from simple, for he bore not just the physical challenge, but the burden of trust and the threat of doubt. The underworld, known to few, 
was a labyrinthine expanse. Its pathways were not marked by signposts, but by the memories of long-lost souls and the echoes of past sorrows. As Orpheus ventured forth, he was led not by sight, but by the conviction of his heart and the melodies that played within his mind. Every footstep echoed both a promise of hope and the trepidation of a promise made to the gods. Behind him, he sensed the soft, silent presence of Eurydice. She was there, yet not entirely. Her existence was like the faintest fragrance of a flower carried by a distant wind, intangible, yet profoundly felt. The love they shared created an invisible tether between them, guiding Orpheus through the haunting stillness. The world of the living beckoned, but it felt leagues away. The air within the underworld grew denser as the couple ascended, thick with lost dreams and whispered regrets. But through it all, Orpheus remained unwavering. His love was the beacon, his commitment the torch that would guide them out. Yet, as any mortal would, doubt began to sneak its way into Orpheus's thoughts. With each step closer to the surface, the silence of Eurydice became louder, more pronounced. Questions plagued him. What if the gods played a trick on him? What if Eurydice wasn't really behind him? Was this all an illusion, a cruel test of faith? The very weight of love and the agonizing beauty of hope bore heavily on Orpheus, creating the most challenging journey he would ever embark upon. Even in his rising fear, Orpheus clung to a singular truth, a truth older than the gods themselves, older than the universe. The belief that love, in its purest form, could overcome any trial. That it was love that breathed life into the cosmos, love that sculpted mountains and filled the oceans. And it would be love, he believed, that would light their way out of the dark embrace of the underworld. And with this conviction, the gifted musician and his silent muse continued their ascent, challenging fate and time, one step closer to the realm of sunlight, songs, and another chance at shared eternity. In the dimness of the underworld, the path leading upward was filled with an anticipatory stillness. Orpheus, as they made their ascent, he must not, under any circumstances, look back at Eurydice until they had both emerged into the light of day. The journey was a silent one, save for the soft footfalls on the cold, damp ground and the faint echoes of far-off whispers from the souls left behind. This silence, meant to be reassuring, began to weave threads of doubt into Orpheus's heart. Was Eurydice truly behind him? Could she, too, hear the souls whispering, feel the cold, sensed the weight of the darkness. Every step Orpheus took was weighted with both hope and uncertainty. Each moment was a battle against instinct, against the burning need to gaze upon his beloved, to ensure her presence. His heart raced, throbbing in his ears with an intensity that almost drowned the world around him. But love, as pure and profound as his, also carried with it a shadow of fear, the agonizing dread that perhaps Eurydice was merely an illusion, a figment of his desperate longing. This torturous uncertainty, 
eroded the foundation of his resolve, making every second an epoch, every meter an endless expanse. Then, in what seemed like both an eternity and a fleeting moment, the tantalizing promise of sunlight began to pierce the gloom above, casting a warm hue, hinting at the world of the living. Just a few more steps, and they would emerge, united, into the welcoming embrace of daylight. But the burden of doubt became too heavy, the silence too loud, the love too overwhelming. Orpheus turned. In that heart-wrenching instant, the faint silhouette of Eurydice was illuminated by the emerging daylight. Their eyes met, an exchange filled with love, despair, and a piercing finality. As the condition of their reunion was broken, she was pulled back into the shadows, their fingers grazing in a last futile attempt at connection. This turning moment wasn't just a glance. It was a profound testament to the human spirit's struggle against doubt, the vulnerability that accompanies profound love, and the inherent imperfections that make us so beautifully human. The power of their love was both their salvation and their undoing. In the haunting aftermath of Eurydice's second departure, Orpheus found himself enshrouded in a veil of profound sorrow. The Grecian landscapes, once alive with melody and love, transformed into silent witnesses of his grief. The world which had been painted in bright hues of happiness and harmony by his music became a stark canvas of solitude. Each day, Orpheus wandered, his feet aimlessly treading the pathways of Thracian forests and the shores of the Aegean Sea. His lyre, once an instrument of joy, became a conduit for his heartache. The vibrant songs of love and hope that once flowed effortlessly were replaced with laments of pain and longing. Wherever he went, nature responded to his anguish. Trees wept sap as if shedding tears, flowers drooped their heads in shared sorrow, and rivers slowed their pace as if to mourn alongside him. Birds ceased their chirping, creating a profound silence, only punctuated by the mournful strains of Orpheus's lyre. His music was so poignant that it is said even the gods of Olympus would often weep upon hearing his tunes. Yet, despite the divine attention, Orpheus sought no audience. For him, the act of playing was no longer about the joy of music, but a necessary release for his burdened soul. Gone were the days of grand performances in town squares or royal courts. Instead, he sought solace in the embrace of the wilderness, often playing for the animals who became his silent companions. They too felt the weight of his sorrow, often gathering around him, their eyes reflecting an understanding of the universal language of loss. Yet even in his overwhelming grief, Orpheus never lost his essence. His music remained a beacon of human emotion, a testament to the depths of love's impact. It was a reminder that grief, as harrowing as it may be, is the shadow of love, revealing the depths of our connections and the value we place on the bonds we form. As the days turned into years, Orpheus's grief became intertwined with his identity. He was no longer just the greatest musician of Greece, but a symbol of enduring love 
and the tragic cost of its loss. His life, post Eurydice's second departure, was not one of mere existence, but a poignant expression of the rawest human emotions, love, loss, hope, and despair. Though the sun continued to rise and set on the Grecian horizons, for Orpheus, time seemed to stand still. He lived in a perpetual twilight of memories, each note he played echoing with the love he had for Eurydice and the void her absence left in his heart. The man who had dared to challenge the gods and the very boundaries of life and death was ultimately bound by the unyielding chains of grief. In the narrative of Orpheus, we glimpse the resilience of the human spirit, the transformative power of love, and the haunting beauty of sorrow. Even after the painful separation from Eurydice for the second time, Orpheus did not fade into the obscurity of time. No, the opposite occurred. His name and the profound tale of his love and loss became the stuff of legends. It wove itself into the very fabric of Grecian folklore, resounding through the ages. Many might wonder, why did the tale of Orpheus and Eurydice resonate so deeply? Perhaps it's because it mirrors the very nature of human emotions. The euphoria of love and the sting of loss are universal sensations known to every heart. And in Orpheus's poignant laments, one can find an echo of every soul that has loved deeply and lost painfully. In the towns and villages of ancient Greece, the tale was recounted with reverence. The young would gather around their elders, listening intently as they painted a vivid picture of Orpheus's extraordinary journey into the underworld, armed with nothing but his lyre and his undying love. It served as a reminder that love could defy even the most insurmountable odds. But there's another facet to this enduring legend. It speaks of the strength of the human spirit. Orpheus, despite his overwhelming sorrow, continued to create music, touching the lives of many. His melodies weren't just a reflection of his pain, but also of hope, resilience, and the eternal nature of love. Artists, poets, and playwrights over millennia have drawn inspiration from this legend. They have tried to capture the essence of Orpheus's journey, the profundity of his love, and the depth of his sorrow. Each rendition in its unique way, reminding us of the impermanence of life and the timeless nature of genuine affection. In the whisper of the winds through the olive groves, in the soft strumming of a lyre under a moonlit sky, and in the quiet moments of reflection, the story of Orpheus and Eurydice lives on. It serves as a testament to the fact that even in the face of profound despair, love endures, and it leaves behind a legacy that time can never erase. The legend of Orpheus and Eurydice has for centuries captivated our collective imagination. What makes this tale so evocative, so poignant, that its echoes reverberate even today? At its core, this is a story of love, so profound that its power traverses even the boundaries of life and death. It reminds us of the lengths to which one might go to reclaim a cherished bond. 
Orpheus's journey into the depths of the underworld was more than a physical quest. It was a descent into the darkest recesses of his soul, a testament to the strength of his love. But equally central to this tale is the theme of loss. Love, in its many forms, is a universal experience, but so too is loss. Whether it be the loss of a loved one, the end of a treasured relationship, or the fading away of a cherished dream, we've all felt the sting of Eurydice slipping through our fingers, just as she did through Orpheus's. The moment of Orpheus turning around, his inability to resist the pull of doubt, underscores the human struggle with trust and faith. The underworld journey can be seen as a metaphorical exploration of grief. When faced with profound loss, we too venture into the depths of our emotions, navigating through darkness in search of closure or perhaps a glimmer of hope. In Orpheus's music, which swayed even the stoic hearts of Hades and Persephone, we recognize the cathartic power of expression, be it through art, music or words, in helping us process, understand and eventually heal. Yet, another layer of wisdom this tale offers is acceptance. Sometimes, despite our sincerest efforts, the outcomes aren't what we desire. It nudges us to understand that while love might lead us into the labyrinth of despair, accepting the realities of life and death can eventually guide us out. It's essential to see that Orpheus and Eurydice's legend isn't just a tale of sadness. In their story, we are reminded of the impermanence of life and the eternal nature of true love. Theirs is a reminder that love, even when met with tragedy, leaves an indelible mark on the universe. In embracing this tale, we do not just listen to an ancient story. We reflect on our experiences, recognizing the universality of love and loss, and the intertwined dance they perform in the theater of our lives. The lessons of Orpheus and Eurydice, their love, their loss, and their legacy beckon us to confront our vulnerabilities, to cherish the fleeting moments, and to find solace in the memories of a love that once was. The tale of Orpheus and Eurydice, like many ancient myths, serves as a mirror to our human experiences, emotions, and the profound complexities of love and loss. The narrative delves deep into the rawness of human emotion, offering a timeless resonance for anyone who has ever loved or lost. Imagine for a moment the sheer intensity of Orpheus's love. It's a love that moves him to defy the natural order, to challenge the realm of the dead. His heart, soaked in sorrow and buoyed by hope, wields his lyre as a means of powerful expression, not just a mere musical instrument. His music, echoing his desperation and longing, is his language of love. And when we think about our lives, the lengths to which we would go for the ones we cherish, we find a fragment of Orpheus in us. But intertwined with that profound love is the sting of loss. Orpheus's journey to the underworld serves as a symbolic journey that many of us undertake when grappling with loss. The shadows of uncertainty the silent agony of hope against hope, and the weight of solitude. 
The very act of him turning around mere steps from freedom encapsulates a quintessential human frailty, doubt. And isn't doubt in many ways a testament to the depths of our feelings? We doubt because we care, because the thought of living without our cherished one is unbearable. However, the story isn't merely a tale of despair. Within its folds, it holds the power of resilience, the ability to move forward, to find meaning even in the profoundest depths of sorrow. The story reminds us that while love can lead to pain, it's that very pain that accentuates the beauty of love. Every lament Orpheus sings thereafter, every chord he strikes becomes a tribute, not just to Eurydice, but to love itself. It's a testament to the idea that love, even when marred by loss, remains eternal, echoing in every corner of our existence. It's vital for us to understand that our experiences of love and loss aren't signs of our frailties, but rather markers of our depth and capacity to feel. The raw, unfiltered emotions we go through, be it joy, sorrow, anticipation, or despair, shape our human experience. The story of Orpheus and Eurydice encourages us to embrace these emotions, to let them flow, and to find solace in the knowledge that our ability to love and lose is, in fact, our greatest strength. It is the music of our souls, as evocative and powerful as Orpheus's lyre, that creates the symphony of life. Let the gentle waves of relaxation wash over you. Each wave carries with it the memories of Orpheus and Eurydice, the melodies of love and the harmonies of longing. Picture yourself standing at the edge of a calm Grecian shore with the soft glow of twilight painting the world in muted colors. Take a deep breath in, absorbing the cool and refreshing sea air. As you exhale, release the day's worries and let them be carried away by the evening breeze. Feel the weight of the day gradually lifting off your shoulders. Focus on your heartbeat, the rhythmic lullaby echoing the ancient beats of Grecian drums. Let the rhythm guide you, as Orpheus's lyre once did, bringing solace to those who heard its tune. As your heartbeat slow down, let your mind drift to the tranquil realms of dreams. Envision the Elysian fields, a paradise within the underworld, where the grass is always green and the skies a soft shade of pink. Orpheus's melodies waft through the air, an eternal tribute to love and hope. Wander through this landscape of dreams, finding serene spots to rest, surrounded by the scent of blooming flowers and the sound of distant laughter. Feel a comforting warmth surrounding you, like Eurydice's gentle embrace. Every moment in this dreamscape is a reflection of love's power to comfort, to heal, and to inspire. With every breath you take, sink deeper into the embrace of the night. Let the stories of love, passion, hope, and resilience gently guide you into a peaceful slumber where dreams continue, the tales and melodies play on forever. The Grecian shores softly crash against the perimeters of our consciousness, echoing the undying melodies of Orpheus's lyre. 
Every legend, every ancient tale, bears truths that seep through the ages. And tonight, the legend of Orpheus and Eurydice has shared its profound wisdom with us. Love and loss are intertwined in the delicate dance of life. Orpheus's passion took him to the very depths of the underworld, a place many fear, all for the love he bore for Eurydice. His courage, his determination, were driven by pure, unadulterated love. And even in the midst of immeasurable loss, even when the shadows seemed endless, his love endured. Eurydice, though lost to the shadows twice, became immortal in Orpheus's melodies, forever remembered and cherished. Their tale teaches us the resilience of the human heart, that even in the depths of despair, there's a light, a melody, a memory that can guide us back, reminding us of the love we've cherished and the memories we've created. Tonight, as you drift into sleep, may you find solace in their story. Remember that love, in all its forms, can be a beacon even during our darkest nights. And even in loss, that love remains, echoing through time, just as Orpheus's melodies do. Embrace the night and let the gentle waves of sleep envelop you, carrying with them the enduring lessons of ancient Greece. Rest deeply, finding peace in the tales of old and the wisdom they impart. The legend of Orpheus and Eurydice is not just an echo from ancient Greece, but a reverberation of feelings and emotions that course through the veins of every human being. As the tale unfolded, we saw how love, in its profoundest depths, can move even the immovable, can resonate through the corridors of the underworld, and can challenge the very fabric of fate. And yet, it is that very strength of love that can make its loss so shattering. In Orpheus's music, we heard his heartbeats, his sorrows, and his undying hope. It's a gentle reminder that every heartbeat we have is a song and every moment an ode to life. Through his journey, we learned that love can be both our strength and our vulnerability. And in his despair, we were shown that grief, when confronted, can become the pathway to acceptance and understanding. Reflecting upon this, one can't help but ponder the immeasurable strength and fragility of human emotions. The tale of Orpheus and Eurydice is, in essence, a mirror reflecting our own journeys of love and loss. We all have our personal labyrinths to navigate, our songs to sing, and our stories to tell. As the curtain falls upon this narrative, remember to cherish the tales of your own heart, for they are the songs that echo in the vast concert hall of existence. Embrace love's warmth, confront its loss, and let its transformative power illuminate your nights and days. Until our next voyage, let the power of these tales guide your dreams, wrapping you in a tapestry of stars and lullabies. Sleep well and dream deeply. <laughs>